you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Talkspace. With Talkspace, anyone can get therapy on their own time and for a fraction of the cost of traditional therapy. And with over 1,500 experienced and licensed therapists to choose from, you can find someone who understands how you live your life today. For a special offer on Talkspace, just for our listeners, go to Talkspace.com slash FriendZone. Welcome to the Motor sport, put the thing in sport. It's Halloween. Hope I don't end up in the court. Niggas outside. Some is tossed some short. I don't know. I've seen them motherfuckers snort. Uh, it's party night. The vibe is kind of right. I'm wearing some pants. And yes, they happen to be tight, but it's costume night. So foes is fright. And everybody knows it ain't going to be no slight. If I move through the room, guess what? It's just your plight. My name is Dustin Ross, and I bring dick and I bring might. <laughs> That's right, a powerhouse nigga. Got a slick tongue, it's just like pulling a trigger. How you figure? You get past a nigga like me. I do it so very, very, very easily. That was an ode to motherfucking Miss Nikki. She changed her voice quite, quite, quite frequently. Let's go. <laughs> Spit, Asante. Oh boy. Spit, Jesus. Take it back. He told me to spit. It means he want me to rap. I come through with a clip, that means we gotta clap, means we gotta get high, it means we gotta smoke. I'm not talking about guns, I'm not talking about tokes, I'm not talking about weapons, cause I don't do that shit, but all I do is freestyle, I'm slick with it. So don't get sticky, and don't get a mess, cause if you fuck with me, you gotta put to the test. Something better, something like the best, something moving freely, something like the nest. Of birds with eggs in my head, laying them bitches down, down on they bed. Head, 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 head. I want more. Yeah, you see me. I'm on the floor, and I got more bars, 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 bars. <laughs> For more cars. That's it. All right. <laughs> Lyrical explosion this week on the Friends Hour, y'all. <laughs> What's happening? Oh my God. Welcome one. Welcome all. <laughs> Welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? I am 100% sure that I don't. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to the studio. Back in the stew. In the studio. How are your weekends? My weekend was long and eventful. Um, I was so blessed 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was blessed to be a part of the Trilloween celebrations in both New York City and Washington, D.C. Shout out to Kid Fury. Shout out to the amazing crowd of people who paid their money to come have a good time. I hope everybody succeeded in that quest. I know I did. I partied hard both damn nights. (laughs) Shout out to DJ Queen of Spades. She was perfect. And I just really, yeah, it was a good family moment. We was all there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was good. It was good times. Cute. How about you? Well, same, you too. Did the same. Ditto. Partied hard in New York and D.C. Shout out to everybody that came out to the parties. You were all lovely. Um, my favorite costumes included all of the little Kims that showed up. Um, there was oh my a- God. I feel like that's always <laughs> the case. I just love just seeing all the awesome black things that have happened in life show up on Halloween. <laughs> as opposed to it being like a bloody, gory mess. It's like all the cool shit that we've always celebrated. All the culture, love. yeah. It's like flashback. Like, I love that shit. Right. So mm-hmm. shout out to the Black Powerpuff Girl. I seen you. There was like the black set of Powerpuff Girls, you know, the, the classics that we used to, and then the black ones. So, you Cute. know, I love that idea. How was your weekend, friend? Um, it was okay. Spent it with my grandmother. Okay. So yeah. Uh, so it wasn't like, you know, I wouldn't say it was a great weekend. It was a rough weekend, but I was happy to to be in her presence. So that was my weekend. That's wonderful, friend. Yeah. <laughs> At least she wasn't outside getting mauled down by the children, which is happening on today as well because oh, it's the yeah. actual Halloween. Uh, you know, it's been Halloween for like a week <laughs> at this <laughs> yeah. point. Oh, my God. For real. <laughs> so tired of Halloween. But I forgot that today was actually Halloween, and this big-ass dude that had to be like six foot four. <laughs> comes charging towards me on the street <laughs> with a mask on, okay? Oh, no. And I, my heart starts beating because no one else has costumes. So in my mind, it's not Halloween. It's been Halloween since, what, like Thursday? Right. And then he's like, Fran, I fucking love you. I'm like, did he not realize? That I don't know who he is. You charge him for him in, uh, in a Jason mask Mm-mm. with a black jumpsuit. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. You know, Halloween is something you have to be selective <laughs> About the way that you celebrate. You can't just be on any street called Martin Luther King. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Any North. Any of them streets. You can't be on none of them streets. Malcolm X Boulevards and shit. Anything named after a black historical figure. That's not really the street to run up on somebody (laughs) with a Pennywise mask on. You know what I'm saying? Like You got to really think about it. My heart, y'all. But anyways, that was my Halloween. Mm-mm. Y'all ready to jump into the recap from last week's show? Oh, sure. let's do it. Actually, before we do that, let's remind people that we will be in Dallas. Dallas TX. This Saturday, which is November 4th. Can't wait. Can't, can't believe, believe it's November. That. It's November. It's November. 4th. October yeah. is gone. It's over. I swear to God, I was just getting an Uber to go to the club on New Year's. I swear to God, like, <laughs> remember the New moment. Year. Remember the moment. <laughs> That's you know? so real. And now it's November 4th this weekend. So, Dallas, we will be in the building. We're very excited to very see excited. you guys. It's a new market for us. Yes. Um, so, very cool that you guys turned up the way you have. And we will see you if you haven't gotten your tickets yet. That's at the friendzonelive.com. Make sure to grab that. Thanks for the VIP being. That one sold out quickly, though. I yes, feel like I think it was, that was the, the first, first one. one. Yeah. yeah. So. That means we already know the energy we're walking into. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> very, very excited. Okay, now let's jump into the recap. So, <laughs> last week's episode was a wild card. Wow, and wow, wild card. <laughs> one of you blessed us with the awesome topic of what were your most embarrassing moments? And we shared some crazy shit. I was listening back and cracking up. <laughs> oh my God, we're a mess. Uh, as always, you guys had funny ass stories of your own that you shared and just funny little 
perspectives that you tweeted and emailed and sound clouded. So, Asante, who stood out to you? You know, I, because of the nature of this story, I'm not going to share your name because <laughs> I know we were sharing embarrassing stories. And maybe you don't mind because this shit had me crying. I've read so many of them. Some of y'all sent in pictures. I don't know why I was I did dying that. reading them. <laughs> Yo, but the emails were crazy. Oh, and she did say we could call her Frankie for this anyway. <laughs> oh, um, <Lord. laughs> I hope it's not too long. It was my first day working at Jimmy John's, and my manager was showing me around, so he eventually handed me my uniforms to change into. Not knowing where to put my purse, my dumb ass tucked it under a table, hoping no one would mess with it. After changing, the manager continued to show me around, and I interrupted him to ask him where to put my personal belongings. He quickly showed me, and as I went to grab my purse, I noticed it was gone. A homeless woman, who was a regular, came in to who came in to get some water, saw my purse, and ran off with it. Wow. One of the guys working there at the time seen her, and, and we called the police. Of course I'm panicking, but the police finally get a hold of her. The woman was an idiot, and she sat across the street at a bus stop waiting for the bus. They returned my purse, and the officer who returned my purse, he was really fine, light skin, green eyes, muscular, he asked me to empty my purse in front of him to make sure everything I had was in there. Of course I did, because I felt that I had nothing to hide. Oh, no. As I turned my purse over, my makeup falls out, phone, some change, and then my vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my silver bullet vibrator plopped onto the table. Mind you, I'm still at work. <laughs> Well, now we know what the she lady was doing got, at the bus stop. <laughs> she just got this job at Jimmy John. That lady would have been okay. Lit. Now we know why she was sitting at the bus stop, just sitting there. Just now we know what she was doing. Why she stopped? Okay. She reached in that person. Like, <laughs> she just sat there. She was nothing else. She you could calling do. her a dumbass, but she knew what okay. happened. Might have been. She was a smart something else. Her ass might have been dumb, but something else was smart that day. Okay. <laughs> when I read that shit, Frankie, I never thought she was gonna say a split fell out or something. I did too. Okay, right? the cop. Um, <laughs> okay, so when I got to that vibrator, I passed out. I mean, just imagine being at work. It's your first day. Your manager right there, the fine-ass policeman, and Started the homeless with woman had it. I just don't even want to think about that. But she could have worked that vibrator falling out to her advantage, <laughs> If it was that damn fine. You know what I'm saying? Should've, <laughs> she should have picked it up and, like, I don't know, licked it or something. Like, <laughs> picked it up and, like, put it behind the back of her ear or something. You know what I'm saying? What? Like, and stuck her shoulder out and looked at it like... You know what I'm saying? Like, she could have used that. But let me tell you something. Once the ball start rolling, you got nah. to roll with it. If you are pegged ass... And then he would have did a thread about her on Twitter. Okay. After, <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> After, but you know, Sandy, y'all know what this crazy <laughs> Frankie. Thank you for sending that email in, Fran. What did you find? I'm actually jumping into Dustin's Twitter streaks hey, today. Welcome, right? So, Kel, so Kel's too real said when I was in the fifth grade, we were assigned a how to speech. My teacher decided that we would go with the snack recipe theme to make it fun. My country ass chose to make peanut butter and jelly toast. I gathered all the necessities and prepared to present the speech. I hadn't used a toaster in a while, though. But what could go wrong? So I popped the first two pieces of bread in and began to describe the steps. I was about 30 seconds into the demo when a roach scurried out the toaster and onto the desk. I tried to ignore it and just kept talking. Then another one came scurrying. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, okay. 
<clears throat> because I have questions. Then another one came scrambling oh, out the toaster. That's when the whispers began. My heart was racing. My head started spinning. Then two more came running across the desk. Whispers grew to a thunder, then to a cacophony. No. As the roaches continued no. to scatter from my toaster, I fled Jesus. the scene, hyperventilating. What? News spread fast, and I was forever to be known as Roach Toaster. <laughs> <laughs> I have never used <laughs> roach toast. And he said I have Artesian. never <laughs> Artesian. It's artisanal. <laughs> and he said I have never used a toaster since. <laughs> End of <Jesus>. thread. <laughs> Yo. Yo, that's so real. That shit's happened to me before too. You had a bunch of roaches coming out your toaster? Not a toaster, but I had a roach come out of a duffel bag when I was in middle school after, like, in camp. Oh, friend. Damn. And they didn't call me Roach Toaster, but I remember the girl was like, Roach Motel. Damn. (laughs) So embarrassing. I never lived that down. That girl. Damn. Luckily, she she only had a year left of school. So I got made fun of for like a year. So I feel you, Kel. That's okay. She probably got cankles now. <laughs> <laughs> so don't even worry about this shit, friend. I know how that feels. It's just so embarrassing. <laughs> don't even worry about it. Yo, Roach Toaster, bro. Dustin. Hey. What you find in these Twitter streets? Welcome to these Twitter streets. So I want to give a first to give a shout out to Mouse Jones. Mouse uh, Jones. Right. Mouse it. Mouse it. He quoted a tweet from at Vibe Nazi who uh, posted a picture of this group of girls who was dressed as the Migos for Halloween. And they said, what song do y'all want to hear us perform? And Mouse Jones, stupid ass, going to say, I and down to earth. Meaning they're not even bad and boozy. They just all right and down to earth. So that's what he wanted them to perform. <laughs> so shout out to Mouse Jones. Oh, God. Look at you. I cannot. Oh, shout out to Mouse Jones. Um, I want to give a shout out to Amanda Ginsberg uh, at Greens who tweeted that, Hi, guys. Hi, hi guys. Sarah Huckabee Sanders thinks JFK and Kennedy were two different presidents. Have a great afternoon. Accompanied with video footage from today, which is a ho- a Halloween, October 31st, um, the White House press briefing where the press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, was giving a whole list of presidents who have done certain things. And she mentioned um, JFK, named about two more, and then she named Kennedy, and she kept going. So this dummy thinks that JFK and Kennedy are two different presidents. And she's standing at the thing for the White House every day. I want to give a huge shout-out to JustinJ1232 on Twitter and YouTube, who runs a website called kingofreads.com, nice. who dropped an exclusive today, um, video audio rather recording of Lisa Nicole Cloud from Married to Medicine um, cussing her husband, Darren Noggles, Dr. Darren Noggles. We're going to give him his just due. Dr. Darren Noggles, the hell out about some woman that she's caught him with again. Those of you who are fans of the show, you know that there's a storied past of cheating and infidelity within their marriage. She's not even on the show anymore this season, but the tapes then came out. You can go to kingareeds.com and find that. Um, or you can look at Fameless's Twitter, because Fameless's Twitter always has the stuff. And you know what? There's a lot more that I could talk about in these Twitter streets, but we're going to take the shortcut this week. <laughs> Are y'all ready to jump into this week's episode? We Almost. Ready. I just got one more thing I want to say. <clears throat> I just want to give a shout out to <clears throat> Dr. Danita Nikki B. 
Miss um, Danita, uh, excuse me, Dr. Danita has cited some of the statements that we used in the dopamine loop episode. And because she's part of Team Typing Fast, um, she was citing this work in her dissertation, which has been formally published on ProQuest. So now we can read the information. So now we are actually cited in, well, I'm sorry, Friend specifically is uh, cited, but you know, the Friend Zone altogether. But we're referenced in her her uh, dissertation, and whoa, we're what? like, yeah, like as opposed to just being, you know, part of well, her studies on the impact of self selfie culture in millennial women. But um, selfie culture in millennial women. Yes. So Interesting. the episode she said it validated a lot of her findings significantly, <gasps> and her goal with this degree is to write books and conduct workshops with young women of color to promote healthy relationships. So she wanted to share that she did that, and she basically immortalized us and were cited as a credible resource forever and ever and ever. So I love it. I don't dance. Thank no. I make you. academia moves. <laughs> I love it. So thank you again to Dr. Wow. Danita Nikki Brooks. Thank um, you, and congratulations, yes. too. That's yes. amazing. She published this in the ProQuest uh, research. She sent us the email and uh, the document, The Kardashian Effect, The Impact of Selfie Culture on Millennial Women. So if you guys want to check that out, that's uh, Danita N. Brooks. And I uh, just want to awesome. share that to start the show off with a really cool note. Nice tone, right? So now I'm ready to get into it. <laughs> okay, so for this week's episode, I wanted to jump into talking about dating and careers, right? Mm. The intersection. More so, okay, so I had a conversation with a friend who's an artist. Okay. And it's just a theme that keeps popping up, so I figured it'd be nice for us to deconstruct it. But a friend of mine, if anyone is an artist, you know that usually studio sessions tend to be really late. They can go for hours, sometimes days. It just doesn't really matter because it's more so about how long it takes to get the song done. It's 1 o'clock in the morning right now. (laughs) I'm just playing. (laughs) Right? I mean, yeah. When you have to create, you got to create. So... She has a boyfriend who is uncomfortable with her studio hours being so late. So he asked her, well, not so much asked her, but told her that he'd Ooh, appreciate, child. number one, <laughs> he'd appreciate if she would not have sessions that were so late and she could make them during the day, you know, early in the weekend. And he just was very vocal about the fact. Is there a fact- check on the table? <laughs> He must want her to do gospel. Because <laughs> them the only niggas I know be in the studio during the day. He was very vocal about the fact that it bothers him and it makes him uncomfortable, <laughs> the idea of her working late, working late hours like that. With And most producers that she worked with are men. You know, so he was just pointing that out. Right. And, and airing his grievances with it. So she had to modify her studio schedule. And so I was asking her, how does she feel about that? Because this actually cuts out a lot of the people she would like to work with because most people don't work during the day. Like, artists are just not right. in the... And some do, but it's very rare that you see a producer, like, early morning in the studio at, like, 9 a.m. Most people are nocturnal. That's usually when their creativity hits. So I was just so curious, like, because I started telling her... Because she asked me what I would do, and I told her I wouldn't ever consider what someone needs for me to do. Like, if, if it's my career, then I have to put my needs and my priorities first. 
But I also understand I'm not in a relationship, so I can't really give advice to a couple. You know That's what I mean? That's why you ain't got no man Exactly. Now. <laughs> That's why my brother's single. listen to all your single friends. <laughs> you know how people always say that. <laughs> Don't listen to your single friends when you're in a relationship. They single for a reason. Right. And so I know that I'm not... One of my issues is that I don't really compromise. I'm not very good at it. When I feel that it's not just, that's the thing. Because if I feel that you are trying to interfere because you're fearful, I'm probably not going to listen to you. Because then that's a personal problem. And it shouldn't affect my career. So that's my issue with it. Then I had another friend who's an actor and their partner was uncomfortable with them doing scenes that were intimate and kissing. And that's, you know, I get it. That's understandable. But once again, that is fear-based. That's him being afraid of something, afraid of it starting something. So she also had to modify the kind of films she would be willing to take on or the kind of projects she would be willing because of his discomfort with it. Um, and even we got, remember we had that letter the other day with the young lady who was a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. That Trying her, to break the promise to that, Right, the guy she was dating basically was like, quit. I don't want you to do that anymore. And she was kind of torn on whether she should quit or, you know, uh, pursue this awesome relationship with this beautiful man who she attached a picture of. So I'm curious. First of all, has it ever happened to you where someone has kind of not so much given you an ultimatum or maybe they have on what you can and can't do in your career in order for your relationship to thrive? (laughs) Dustin? Um, No. Especially as an actor. Right. So uh, two things come into play here, right? I believe the way that you present your work and its value or priority (laughs) in your life I believe the way that you present that can sometimes influence the way that people receive it and respond to it. So again, this is a place where you have a certain responsibility as the artist to like work a little bit harder because you are the artist and you know that the things that you do are outside of what most people consider to be normal behaviors within a committed relationship. So if you present it as a certain thing, um, sometimes you can kind of take lead with the energy and just take it to a certain place where it doesn't even go left. And they're not even allowed, really, the conversational space to interject with that bullshit, right? <laughs> also, you have to think about the fact that if you're in a committed relationship, the goal is to be so secure with each other that you have trust and that you can lean on them and vice versa. And so if those fears do exist, which you just spoke of, friend, then I think that's obviously a bigger conversation that you need to have. And it also puts your ass in the hot seat as far as making a decision on what you're going to do. So in order to be prepared to think that fast and make a decision like that, you have to already have some things figured out when it comes to how much you value your work and when it comes to what you're willing to do and not to do um, when it comes to compromise or when it comes to what your your boundaries are with your, your professional work and your presentation of it and what it means to you. Meaning that if you haven't taken your art seriously enough, you'll get caught up in that decision sometimes and you'll get caught up more so in your relationship sustaining itself as opposed to your career thriving. And it's a very real place to be. It's not really a sign of someone being naive. It's not a sign of someone being less than smart because this these scenarios happens quite often with people who I personally feel are smart, 
okay? But sometimes your your love for a person will lead you as opposed to your purpose or what you know to be the better decision. So you kind of just have to be ballsy as an artist anyway when you're in that, 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 that space. And so you have to kind of transition that into your personal life. You just have to be strong. And if that works for you, you have to say, okay, but. Or if it doesn't, you have to say, no, I can't do that because my work is about art. I'm an artist. That's why I'm called that. I'm creating something. This is not my reality. You're here in this capacity, not them. We're pretending. And if that's too much for you, then let's have a talk about why. Exactly. You know? That's how I feel, but mm-hmm. everybody's not like that. And I also don't really judge people because love is very powerful mm-hmm. and it's very, very um, sneaky and dirty <laughs> and underhanded. And it can just, <laughs> it'll just snatch you when you're not even, <laughs> you know, you yeah. So True. you just have to have some respect for people in that part of the process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Asante. I think you hit it right on the head when you were talking about being selfish when you feel like, it's not, it's something rooted in, like, Mm fear-based. Because I think I have this problem with, um, (laughs) I have this problem with authority sometimes when I feel like there is nothing behind it. And that was one of the things I struggled with working in the restaurant. Like, when someone would come up and they would be like, go do this. And I would be like, I'm doing something, why can't you do it? Like, why are you literally just coming to me telling me to do something? Power struggle. Power struggle. So then if you come to me and you're like, I don't want you doing this. To me, it's like, why do you think that you can just come up to me and, you know, take something out of what I want in my life? And that's how I always take it when someone tries to give me an ultimatum when it's dealing with something that I love. Like, if I came to you and I'm like, yeah, I landed this really cool role, there's a lot of making now, X, Y, Z, and you say, I don't want you doing that shit because you kissing people and I think that's going to make you look a certain way. If you can express to me that you think that it's a bad move and why, and I feel like you might be making a valid point, then I would definitely take that into consideration. If I feel like you're saying it just because it's something that you want and it's about you, I'm, it's like going in one ear and not the other. Like, I just think that's... Not even me being looked at in that moment. Like, if it's something that I'm like, this could really put me in a good position or further my career, then it's going to be something that I'm going to want to do. But if it's something where it's like, that makes you look crazy and those people ain't nobody or, you know, you can make that look hot or like something rational and reasonable, then I'm just not anywhere near listening to it. Because I feel like a lot of the time when it is fear based, people want to put off to you why things are a bad idea but they don't want to provide to you the context of, you know, why they feel it's a bad idea or even provide you with a solution or something that can even get you to where they might be coming from so you can understand why that would be their thought process and even if that's in your line of visioning to begin with. And I think it's really crazy when people try to have that power struggle because a lot of the time it's not their business. Like for the the people acting, if you're telling me that I can't do something acting-wise and you're taking something out of my pocket, unless you can tell me that this is a bad company or give me a really good reason to why I shouldn't do this, I feel like I shouldn't give you a say in it. And I feel like a lot of people lose that power every day when they do these little surveys on Twitter and Facebook and they just get away from things that they should be doing themselves or their selves. So I'm not doing that shit. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm speaking from experience because I've done it several times. Um, I remember being an artist and... I was dating a producer who did not want me working with other producers that I guess he was envious of maybe at the time because they were younger and hotter and more on the scene. And I was naive at the time. And I'm thinking he's looking out, you know, like, I don't want you working with so-and-so. And it really took me 
like in hindsight, like after the fact, to realize that A, not only did I miss out on so many opportunities, but B, me being naive and thinking like somebody was looking for my best interest and had my interest at hand and it was really more so an insecurity on their part. So I allowed their personal and emotional issues affect the trajectory of something I wanted. And so that was the first experience with it. Then the next experience with it was someone I was with who <laughs> actually I was with while we had been doing this podcast. He hated me coming to the studio. <laughs> wow. And every Tuesday was a war where, you know, it was him mouthing off to me about, oh, because so-and-so rapper, you know, saw me here. And I'm like, okay, it's a studio. You know, like... Like, we're working. We're working. (laughs) Like, did he tell you I went with him somewhere after? Like, I don't... You know, like, there are people going to see me. That doesn't mean anything. You want me to, like, not leave the house? And he would be like... I mean, I think he would prefer that (laughs) if I would just be in the room, locked up. Like, his little... Why are we coming to record? (laughs) Like, fucking, what is it, Rapunzel? Like, (laughs) so, I remember that he... It was stressful. And I was like... This is crazy that me going to work is like a stress point, like where I knew I almost dreaded Tuesdays because I knew I was going to hear his mouth. That's crazy. And then, it, and then, but I realized that it was two of us that were playing that game because I was allowing him to think that he had the right to check go. me or mouth me. And that was the problem. So now, and that's why I think relationships are important because. It's not so much you being like, oh, you know, I did this and like being mad at the person or mad at yourself. I've said it before. It's data collection. Because now I have all those, all that data (laughs) from all these relationships where now I know for the next one, I'm going to nip that in the bud so fucking early. (laughs) The first time you say, I don't, no, (laughs) guess what? Nothing to do with you. And I don't even think that at this point, I'm hoping, I'm putting it out there, I'm trying to match what I want, that I would even attract someone in that headspace because I'm not in that headspace. And don't be fooled, I have been in that headspace, which is why I was dealing with people who were. Because I know there have been times where, I remember I caught myself once with someone I was with who was trying to, I think they had to put together a career day for students they were working with. It was like a charity thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember they brought in a girl group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when he showed me the pictures of the girl group, I was so, I like snapped. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Was they fine? Because they were gorgeous. And I was like, why do you have to show them a girl group? You was hating why on can- Star? I was hating on Star. And I was in like. your house. <laughs> I remember snapping and being like, (laughs) why you got to show them a girl group? There's so many other things that little girls could be. And I like made a whole fight (laughs) about like how girls need other examples. And there's more. But it was bullshit. It was because the girls are fucking dope. And I was mad that he was going to be around. (laughs) You hit him with the, oh, hell (laughs) no. But you see how your mind can try to manipulate a situation because it's fear based. It's coming from fear. Mm. So I know it very well in myself. Self, which is why that I can spot it very easily in other people. So I'm at a space now where I don't want to be in a relationship where I'm scared of you and I'm scared of what you're doing when I'm not around you and I'm scared of what you're thinking when you know, like 
that shit's so tired and old. I really don't want that anymore. I want to just be easy with. I happen to be dating an actor. He has a scene. He got to kiss someone. I'm not at home tripping that they're dating now. <laughs> kiss that bitch. Bring home the cash. Kiss her. Make the scene dope. <laughs> okay. You <laughs> if better win If it's your character, if it's part of the essence of the role, you got to be into the character. Do what you got to do. It's your career. You know, if you have a late night session, you have to come home at 4 or 5 in the morning, that's amazing. That just shows me how dedicated you are to your work, that you're coming home at whatever hour you need to come home to get the project done. You know, like, I want to be that comfortable and safe in myself because I trust myself, so I want to be with someone that I trust as well. So I don't really give my my uh, coupled friends advice unless they ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've learned that lesson. <laughs> I just listen. I don't give my two cents because I don't really think like the average person. You know, I am very selfish when it comes to my career at this point. Cause I'm just and you like have every right to be. Cause what about if I change the trajectory and then we break up and then what? I'm gonna just be pissed. <laughs> I'd rather just do my career how I want. No. Yeah, and be with a partner who understands it, accepts it, encourages it, just like I will be encouraging whatever you need to do. Do you think that there's ever a time where you don't feel that way though? Is there like a boundary or a limitation to your openness? With people's careers, like, is there something that's a deal breaker where you're like, okay, I'm open, but absolutely not that? Mm, No. And the reason (laughs) I can say no is because in relationship, I would expect that there would be a certain level of trust there. Again, I'm beating the hell out of a dead horse, but whatever. I would expect that there would be trust there. So the things that I feel like would be outside of that boundary, you wouldn't even ask me if it was okay for you to do anyway, because you would know. (laughs) <laughs> so that I, that's why I can say with full confidence, no. Right. Yeah, shit happens, but the things that I that for me would be extreme, you wouldn't even feel comfortable talk. You wouldn't even feel comfortable asking me no shit like that. You know what your I'm partner saying? Would just know that about you. You would just know that. <laughs> what you what you gonna say? Oh, babe. Um, damn. So I gotta shoot this scene where. We got to, you know, spend the night butt naked together for research. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. You know? Oh, so, shit. like, yeah, it would be nothing like that. <laughs> Certain people know. You said a president based on your behavior and the shit. You know what I'm saying? People know you. And you know your partner, yeah. too. Because even that story I brought up about the guy with the girl group, it's because I knew him. That there he was go. grimy. Mm-hmm. So, it was partially my insecurity and partially me knowing I was with a grimy ass dude that was going to fuck one of them you after knew what the to look out for, You know yeah. what I mean? So, it was like a double whammy because it's like, well, why are you in a relationship that's fucking toxic where you guys can't even do regular things like charity events without it being a war? Because they them girls was hoes. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> They're probably very nice girls. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. But you got to catch yourself. You do. You know. As long as you don't catch nothing else, which is exactly why you need to tell him not to touch. Now, if you touch them, oh, no. there you go. No, you didn't. What about you? Is there anything that's just like, no, I'm open, but not happening? I hate to be cliche, but porn. <laughs> I just feel Is like... Is that where you draw the line? Yes. I mean, like, it, unless you are, like... 
unless you come home and you like, I'm about to do this gay sex scene, but it's got like James Franco in it and oh Danny God, Glover. You mad and, specific. Like, I'm I'm just saying, unless you were telling me like some people that have like won some awards or know what they're doing with some shit or like working on a new project. I don't know why you would, like, want to be telling me, like, oh, you know, I want to do this porn scene, or I'm thinking about, you know, dropping the sex tape that I did. Like, I I would not feel comfortable doing that. See how that sounds crazy, though? <laughs> I mean, That's what I mean. You absolutely. know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't even ask me no shit like that. Like, oh, babe, I'm finna drop a sex tape. <laughs> like, I just, I don't see... Like, I'm thinking about, and this is so <laughs> random and so off-base, but my whole life is surrounded by love and hip-hop references and things. Oh, gosh. Like, when Mimi dropped that sex tape, it was kind of like, what mm. the hell? Like, this is crazy. Like, how? Like what's that conversation like for him to be like, so Mimi, you remember that sex tape we made? Like, girl, it's leaked. Like, and for her to be like, are you kidding me? But it was just like. <laughs> that was the one on TV. Now, what you think the real conversation went like? We've bitch. Hey babe, we're gonna sell this tape. Look, hey babe, I'm taking this tape down to see how much we gonna get yeah. for. It. <laughs> Call me before you agree on the zero. <laughs> no, like I feel like it. that's how it might have went down. But I just feel like if you're gonna come to me and tell me something like, and I think that people do a lot of different things for different reasons, right? Like you might come to me and be like, I want to do porn because I've always, you know, had issues with my body and I'm finally <laughs> comfortable enough to express myself and I want to wow. share it with the world. I don't know. Whatever the fuck someone's excuse would be, I'm like making some shit up here. I don't yes, even know what. The, I don't even know yes, what the reasoning are. would be behind doing that, but I just can't find any reason why I would want to get with that or, or deal with right. that. So I think for me, like. If you have to do something for your career, I can be understanding of that to an extent. And I can also say where I know I need to remove myself as well. (laughs) And I see, I'm so glad you said that because I am of the school of thought, especially now at this age, where I'd rather remove myself. No, I'd rather remove myself from a situation than try to check you about something. Mm. Because I just don't think it's my place. If I remove myself and then it makes you feel a way and you want to change it on your own because, you know, I'm more of a priority, then that was your decision. You get what I'm saying? And it wasn't like I sat there trying to mind fuck you or give you an ultimatum or make you feel bad about who you were. It's all on you always. Right. And so that is what would be different on my end. It's the same thing, remember, with the couple that she smoked weed and he hated it. If I hate weed that much that like it gives me a headache, or I don't want to be around it. The way I feel about cigarettes, Cigar- I was just gonna cigarettes, say cigarettes. I really, and you know, I know that people are gonna be like, but love is blind. Yes, it is. But I don't know if you, if we, just the day we meet, if I smell it on you, it's, I really don't care it. how awesome our conversation was. All of my questions have been answered. When I smell that nicotine. <laughs> I don't care how <laughs> handsome, how connected you could talk to me about the phases of the fucking moon Preach, and. <laughs> Once I smell that, because I know that it's going to make me have to have a convo with you about whether you are going to quit smoking at some point, then I got to, like, be that person. I don't want to be that person. I'd rather just connect. Do it with somebody who don't smoke. Because it don't work for you. And yep. it just That's makes it. our lives that much easier. But the problem is, I think, people get into relationships with people that they don't really match up with mm-hmm. and then spend the whole time trying to change that person. Mm-hmm. I like you. Now change. <laughs> Instead of, like, feeling different people out and being like, this is more aligned with what makes me feel good and and what I can make you feel good with. You know what I mean? And to me, that's kind of what I'm looking for. So that's why relationships for me now are way more intentional. Like, the the days of you just being cute 
or like us having good sex, like that's cool. But like, but I'm not about to, yeah. I you totally know what I mean? Agree, like, yeah. and I think that's the problem: how we end up in these war zone relationships because <laughs> you start connecting off of the most vapid surface level <laughs> shit, and then when y'all really get to know each other, you're like, I don't even fucking really like you like that. <laughs> like, I'll never forget my ex said, "Yo, I really like you," and it made me laugh because I understood he meant. <laughs> <laughs> We've been together for years. <laughs> One day he was like, I really like you. <laughs> it was so genuine. Like, out of nowhere in the living room, he was like, I fucks with you so hard, dude. Like, I really like you. I was like, I get Damn. it. Because you just, it's like, what I like to you. that one? Yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> then we didn't like each other. <laughs> I feel like if you have a moment like that years later. Ain't that, that some real shit? Yeah. Because we were on the couch and I think he looked up like, this is nice. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that. That's so genuine. You know what I'm saying? So I just think, you know, before you get yourself in trouble of trying to check people, like, why are you dating an actress? Right. (laughs) If you are uncomfortable with sex scenes. And like Dustin said, there's always a, a root to it. It's never just like, I don't like you kissing someone on TV. I would be like, okay, what's the real fear? Because <laughs> it's, a, like we said, it's fear-based. What's the real fear? Because you watch movies with people kissing it on Netflix, and I never see you cringing, but you have an issue with me and my career and how that would fit into what? Our connection? Do you think me kissing my co-star is going to make me chill with him afterwards right. and, <laughs> and not tell you, and then we start dating on the low. I think like, all that acting is going to get the best of us. You know, we're going to get... to leave the character on set. I think people forget that there's like a hundred people on set <laughs> with hella bright lights. Like, that shit don't look romantic When at I tell all. you there's nothing romantic about it, I've never kissed someone on in a like a scene, but I've been on set having to see. Like, I've dated people who did music videos or were actors there's nothing sexual about it. There's nothing passionate. It's so... Right. You got to go to the trailer for all that. <laughs> That's where you find out what's really going on with everybody in the trailers. But anyway, uh, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Now, have you... Now, be honest. This mm-hmm. is the last question. Oh, shit. Be 100% transparent. Have you ever put someone in a position where they maybe didn't pursue something or follow some kind of project like fully because of how you because you felt a way about it. Never, you I got never too much that. pride for you to think that. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I I just have too much pride. For me, I have too much pride to intentionally do something that's gonna make you think that that you care. Not that I care, <laughs> but that I'm like tripping about somebody else. Mm, you know what I mean? I rather just play the background and be like. You and 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 essentially, this is really how I feel. Mm-hmm. I would rather be like you. I can't stop you from doing anything that you want to do. See, to me, like. But do you say that manipulatively though? Because you know how there are people that'll I'm more be like, "Well, to I." Oh, you don't say that out loud. Well, I do, but I'm more talking to myself than them <laughs> in that moment. Like, you know what? You you gonna do what you want to do anyway. I can't stop you from doing nothing. See, so but why that, would I stop you in? I'm talking. I'm thinking my way through this. Like, that's I'm not, but you because when you know when someone says that and low key, it's a threat. That should be something you only have to say one time, <laughs> though, right? <laughs> no, you didn't. It is. I think like because that's, that's a threat. That's you telling your partner, do what you got to do, and you might not find me when I come back. When you come back. <laughs> 
I think that's 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 a conversation that you have in the beginning up front. Right. And you let them know like you're gonna do what you wanna do. I can't stop you from doing it. So just know like this doesn't work for me in relationships. Mm. So if you decide you wanna go fuck on everybody else or whatever, you can do that just without me. I feel mm. like that's a one time conversation. You know what I'm saying? So after that, I wouldn't I don't I just don't There's nothing else to talk about. No. That's how I feel. And it does go down on sets. TV sets, movie sets, any <laughs> set. Damn it, Justin, that doesn't help. It does it go down on chess sets, any kind of set. You know what I'm saying? Washing set, roller sets, any kind of set. It goes down. Short set? Short sets, especially. That's what you get after the set. You know what I'm that saying? That was so good. What about you? Have you ever done that to someone? I'm trying to think because I feel like there's a part of me that ain't shit that would do that. Oh. Like, I feel like there's a part of me that would be like, like not even to be like... <laughs> Like, the obvious, like, you can't, you better not. But I feel like there is a small part of me that might have been, like, I guess, like, you know, because when people, I feel like when they want something from you, like, if they want an opinion, they, they're looking for one. And I feel like if I, in some situations, give, like, because I don't like to be dishonest when I'm giving someone my opinion. If they're like, you know, what do you think about this record? I love to be like, yeah, I love this record. I, I, I like to, or I don't mind being like, ah, oh, this ain't for me. It could use some work. So if you're asking me about doing something and I don't feel like it's for me, but you really want to do it, in my mind, I'll be like, okay, you know, sure. But for me, it's not like a, in a, like, this is corny. I don't know why the fuck this person is doing it. As much as it's like, like, kind of like with Dustin, like, this is something you want to do and you're going to do it. So just do that shit. But I think there are, there have been situations where I've been kind of like, um, where someone would be like, oh, you know, I want to do this, and I know it's going to make you feel the type of way, but I don't want to do this. And they're kind of looking for you to give them a blessing. Right. Like, and for me, it's like, I don't want to do that. So sometimes I'll just kind of be like, all right, well, you know, you you just go out there and make it the best that you can, you can do. <laughs> just because I feel like, <clears throat> genuinely, I'm the type of person, I want everybody to win. Like, I feel like when shit happens, shit happens, and sometimes it's fucked up, but I, I don't ever try to take anything maliciously, like, you did this to me, and now, I, I, like, you have to pay. Like, you did this to me, and I was fucked up, but I really hope that, you know, it was worth it, and, like, you were happy behind it, and you can see like, what that meant to you and what that, you know, meant for our relationship. And I feel like in certain situations, people are going to look at, you know, the relationship that they have, and they're going to be like, oh, I'm not going to do that because I feel like it's going to make you feel a certain way anyway. Or they just not worried about it because they know that it's not going to be to their fullest or their 100%. Because when people want shit from me, like that opinion, I'm not going to give you, like, a pat on the back for something that was subpar. And I feel like sometimes people want shit from you or they want to get, they want your blessing and it's not what they need. Like, they need your blessing because they know that they're missing something sometimes. And sometimes you can't give people that because you know that that's like lying to them, and I don't want to do that. So I would rather just lay it on you and see what happens, <laughs> or I would la- rather just let you go on about your way and see what happens. And a lot of times I think you create stress for yourself, and the truth of the matter is if someone's going to cheat on you, they're going to do it. My point, that's why I said, <laughs> if you want to do something, you're going to do it. I can't stop you. I remember, and this is me admitting, like, the times that I've been psycho about it. <laughs> there was a partner I was with who was an artist, and I would trip about his studio sessions, same as my friend. Um, and he, I remember he had a session at, like, 3 in the morning. I was like, why I got to be at 3 in the morning? <laughs> who was in the session? He FaceTimes me from the session and then leaves the phone in the corner while he's in the session. He's like, you happy? Like, you're going to be sitting watching the session. But you know what? 
he still cheated. Yep. <laughs> it just wasn't at the Damn. session. Yep. <laughs> it Damn. wasn't at the session. You made him Instagram live that shit. No, I didn't. No. That was all him. <laughs> <laughs> but but that just that just goes to show how dumb. Like I was allowing myself to stress over someone who in reality is going to cheat if that's his character, if that's where he's at, if that's his character. It don't have to be at that session. If someone's making out with an actress in a movie, he ain't going to fuck her. If he's going to fuck someone, it don't have to be her. It's going to be the PA girl. I'm it's going to be the, the, <laughs> the girl that's bringing in the fucking cart with the cheese. She like, ain't even getting a paycheck. You know. <laughs> your homegirl, shit. And your dumbass is worried about the actress. And you know what I mean? It could be the one putting on his makeup. Like, that's what I'm saying. And I've had, even me on the other side of that coin, where... When in this back to when I was an artist, people were worried about artists that I was working with or producers, and I was fucking someone else. There you go. <laughs> that they didn't even know about. That was like a ran, regular ass Joe Schmo from like high school, <laughs> but he's stressed about this artist because he's fine and rich. And I'm like, you dumbass. <laughs> you don't even. You're stressed in the wrong direction. See. And but the thing is, he was stressed because he knew that I was grimy, and that was <laughs> that was the problem in the first place why are you with a girl that you don't trust and he was right <laughs> he had no business trusting me so we were both trash <laughs> he, but that was he it. could do better he should have done better he should have been like i can't even trust you you know i have i'm you bring out the worst in me you got me going psycho because you have a session i want to be with someone like that and you know what i mean and that's what you have to be accountable you have to be on to yourself if you start making me feel psycho <laughs> It doesn't always mean that it's you. Granted, where there's smoke, there's fire. I was a lot just about of the time. to say. <laughs> Especially cigarette smoke. <laughs> but a lot of the times it's you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I know in my last relationship, that was the first time that I was like 100% monogamous. Like, for real, for I wasn't even texting nobody. You could, I could unlock my phone and leave it. I mean, when I tell you, I was so good so perfect and I was honest with him about my past and how I wasn't so that if anyone ever came to him and told him some shit it wouldn't catch him as a surprise he already knew who I was you know what I mean no no one could hold any stories over his head but shit still went left why because he was stuck on old shit shit that happened to him before you know what I mean so if it's not meant to be it ain't gonna work you know what friend that is the word I learned a very long you know, time you ago. You could be perfect, and I was perfect. I started modifying my schedule. I was like, I don't want him to feel anything. I want him to feel safe. I don't want him to feel... It didn't work. It didn't work because when someone is insecure and when someone thinks you're going to cheat and when someone is scared and when someone thinks you're a piece of shit and da-da-da, you could come home at 8 o'clock p.m. and they'll still be trying to look through your phone. <laughs> it don't matter. She it don't will matter. always hit the fan. it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> And I know, like I said, from both sides of the coin. So that's why I say y'all gotta ha- y'all gotta have these conversations early, early, really early, and really Jimmy Thunder early. <laughs> and instead of always catering to what your partner is demanding of you, ask where those demands are coming from. Be like, okay, you don't want me doing X, Y, and Z, but why? What's the issue? Like, have these conversations because you're going to tap into way deep root, like, way deeper rooted problems 
that have nothing to do with that studio session. And if you don't grab that shit early, that shit's going to turn into a snowball of problems where then it's going to, you know, trickle yeah. down. If you have kids and you get married and, oh, my God, it's scary. Yeah. You just was triggering me left and right because <laughs> I was sitting up here thinking about all the times I could have just beat someone's ass by thinking about a text message read or <laughs> some shit going down somewhere, like people making eyes across the room and being like, oh, so you know that nigga over there? Oh, my and God. Don't even get me started on that. I used to... <laughs> Why? Did you smile at her? Do you know her? <laughs> and then I'm, I'm a... Your mind could drive you crazy. <laughs> don't if even you don't... put me on that head. Yo, your mind could drive you ape shit. Ape shit. I was with someone once who yelled at me because a photographer was looking in my direction. He was like, you fucked him. And I was like, <laughs> I, pro- I, didn't, I didn't even see the photographer. I was like, yo, what? He never let me live that down. And then to make Somebody matters worse. You didn't even see it. You didn't even know what that was like to this. I was even looking in his direction. He's, and then the, to make matters worse. That photographer ended up taking a picture of me, like, maybe two years later at Afropunk. I didn't know him. I didn't remember him. He was like, oh, so you don't tell me that this is a coincidence? Oh, my God. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Do you know how many people take your picture at Afropunk? Oh, my God. (laughs) But I felt bad because I understood him when you jump into that. Yep. That hamster wheel of like I've been fucked over so many times that I want to trust you but I can't. He should not have been in a relationship. We were both in the wrong. He was in the wrong for jumping in one without working on that shit, and I was in the wrong for letting him take me along on that roller coaster and feeding it, feeding it, feeding it because I was modifying everything he needed. But the problem is, it was never going to be enough. Ain't no modifications in the world to, to fix someone's fear of you cheating on them. Can I tell you a really ridiculous fear that I have? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fear one day that I will go on Love & Hip Hop, right? And That's I'll be well, <laughs> part of it. Because, you know, I have these visions of me being in the studio producing, you know, working on my mixtape, then one or two of my albums. I don't know. But I feel like I'm going to be on Love & Hip Hop and I'm going to have this scene where I just have people in the studio listening to my project. And then whoever I'm with at the time just busting up and they're like, who are these niggas in the studio with your ass? And I'd be like, we're literally listening to a project. <laughs> And like, no, hell no, it's two in the morning. I'll be like, Remember I don't with even Lyrica know. and Keisha Cole. <laughs> okay, let's start but right there. you see there. how Keisha Cole just got up? She was like, nope, I'm not even doing And then for Lyrica <laughs> to understand that it was Keisha Cole and it was a platonic moment and that it was a dream, but then the cry on top of it, it was like, you just ruined it's what so could have been a moment. so embarrassing for him. Like, <laughs> you, these are your issues, bro. You bringing this into my reality now. Like, I have a session with a big artist, and you come in here making me look crazy. And he wasn't shit because the episode before that one, I think, is when he brought his wife out to the other artist and was like, uh, this is my wife, but she's going to tell you why I can't work with you. <laughs> I was like, what? Like it's you know what she got these issues. This but... just made me think of one last question, oh, and then Lord, we can move we on to the mm-hmm. one on this segment. Do you think that you can stay with someone until they get over those fears? And this goes both ways. Like if you have those fears yourself, because we've all been fucked over, do you think someone can stay with you and almost like heal you out of it, and vice versa? Do you think yes. that's possible? Mm-hmm. How so? I think that over time, 
people understand that consistency equates to kind of character somewhat in relationships. Mm -hmm. And so as people are consistently patient and consistently willing to offer up certain types of explanations, sometimes you can kind of quiet that fire with just no, no, no. X, Y, Z, whatever. Now, it's going to take the patience of literally Job in the Bible. <laughs> but it is possible. I do. I believe it's possible. You do? Mm-hmm. What about you? I think it's possible. Now, how likely I am to come across such, I'm not entirely sure. But I believe it's possible. There's possibilities. How likely that someone would be patient with you or likely that you'd find someone you'd be patient with? Both. <laughs> Definitely both because uh That's for you too, Dustin. As I've grown older, I've <laughs> I feel like when I was younger I used to be like way more patient than I am now. Like now I just don't really want to deal with shit. And if I feel like I have to deal with it, then I'm not going to. I feel like we should just leave because this is gonna sound really stupid and I probably missed out on my blessings somewhere down the road. But if I have to deal with little shit in the beginning, I feel like we should just go ahead and end it. Cause if I'm dealing with this now, then it's only gonna get bigger. Or it could be little shit for the entire time. But to me, shit is still shit and shit stinks. So I can leave this now and go find something else and the next shit might stink more or it might stink way less. But that's my battle and I choose to fight by moving the fuck on sometimes. Because some people aren't going to be the ones to fix me. And if I feel like I'm giving up and be like, well, I'm not going to be able to fix you then I'm not going to be able to. And you can't force me to stay and be like, if you just wait it out and, you know, give me this chance. Like, it has to be something that's like a mutual connection. And <laughs> it just hasn't come across yet to where I would be like, you know what? We can work on this. And I can wait. But there have been people that have been in my life where I feel like their friendship meant more than a relationship. And because of that, that part has outweighed all the other shit. Like, I didn't even have to give it a second thought. Because when it comes to my friends and they ask me for certain things or need something, it's, like, done. Like, without a question. I mean, I've been patient Mm -hmm. with someone, and it was years and years and years. And you know what? I did. You can't heal anybody. I've said that before. I said Haas's amazing quote where you can't heal anyone. You can just hold space for them to heal themselves. I've done that. But then we had to leave each other so that they can be healed and in love with the next person. Mm. Because what happens is you build up resentment. <laughs> you build up resentment because you're tired. Because it's, it's, relationships are already work, like, as is. It's two realities coming together. How you've been raised, how you see the world. So much that you guys have to mesh. That's already hard. And then come, then having to be patient with someone who, like, constantly thinks you're wronging them or they have this, like, self-belief that they're, like, unlovable um, or they don't deserve love. Like, that's really hard because you can never really reach down into that. You know what I mean? Like, you can try. You can be so amazing. Listen, I'm, I've been, like, the most perfect, amazing girlfriend, and I never reached down into that part of them that core belief they had that they were not lovable i could never touch it you can't reach into it it's the most fascinating shit and so i've learned to stop trying because that's exhausting Mm -hmm. and i know it for me too because someone did it for me i always talk about that relationship i was in there for six years how much longer was that dude supposed to (laughs) wait for me to feel loved i never did never did to the point that he started getting back pains he was always at the chiropractor. He, it started manifesting physically. Even me, my kidney, like we both were sick. 
because we were both trying to heal these toxicities that were like beyond our scope of understanding and like really good sex or like having good weekend trips somewhere like that doesn't mean anything <laughs> that doesn't even scratch the itch because you can be happy for three four days and then right back it always goes right back to that belief you cheating on me <laughs> you'll be like yo I was just with you for like a week who you texting <laughs> right? you know that's my favorite one who you texting you know who you texting and so it's like oh my god and it's like all that work it's unraveled <laughs> it was just this you know what I mean so what has helped me feel better and and remove that belief system about not feeling loved is being by myself and figuring out why I feel that way to begin with. And I've always talked about that. There's actually a show now called Mind Hunter. Have you guys seen it? It's on Netflix mm-hmm. with FBI agents um tapping into the behavioral sciences which you guys know is like my obsession <laughs> and trying to understand serial killers this was like at the height of serial serial killers like they didn't even have the term for it yet they had always done cases where you know it was a passion what do they call it crime, crime of passion, passion. and mm. where it was very specific very like mom killed this person wife killed this person you had the um the theory, the stories, da, da, da. but it's like, okay, but what happens when people are just killing for no fucking reason? So that's when that story, we know when they started studying that in psychology classes and bringing that into the FBI and every single serial killer they met with, it always went back to their relationship with their mom. <laughs> it was crazy. Damn. Every single one, every single one. And it'll be shit that you'll be like, wow, that made you snap. Because people process things so differently. You know what I mean? So think of... When you think... Obviously, I'm not saying, like, everyone's a serial killer. Right. (laughs) But when you think that the traumas and the childhood things and how we all process different things differently and our relationships with our moms, it's just... It's so much. And you have to work all that out first. You just do. Or else you're going to have a partner who's going to be trying to scratch your itch forever and they're going to be so exhausted. And then you do this whole ride or die thing. And and they're really dying, though. <laughs> like, they're riding, but they're dying, too. And it's not fair. You know what I mean? And I think it's time for people to be accountable of, like, how much they're dragging their partners in the mud because of their own bullshit. Yeah. And until... That's why I love that I've spent this year and some change. Someone's going to be a year and a half completely by myself. You know what's crazy? I was thinking back. I have not been single since eighth grade. (laughs) That's sad. You were overdue for some alone time. (laughs) So I was talking with someone this week, one of my friends. She was like, when was the last time you were sick with this song? I was like, I think like the summer, like before eighth grade and we just died laughing. I'm like, that's sad, (laughs) dude. That ain't sad. That's happy. That's fine people problems. (laughs) You fine, girl. That's why I shit. You're like, I ain't got no. to sweat you, nigga. I go outside. <laughs> okay. You want to leave me grade. to watch this? And then you walk out. No, but being alone has been nice because I see all of my bullshit. I'm able to, all that data collection, you know, it's so nice. So now, you know, I'm going to save the next two some problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save us some time and I'm going to save him some problems. And I'm sure in turn, you know, he's going to save me a lot of problems, too, because we'll just be able to connect with on a clearer, clearer, doesn't mean I'm perfect, right? but clearer channel than if I had just jumped into another relationship this past year. So just something to think about. Yep. 
before you jump in and start modifying all of your partner's commands and demands. Dip a toe in the water. <laughs> See if it's too hot for us. Dip a toe. Have the conversations of where that's coming from. Is it fear-based? Is it a boundary they're creating because they're scared? Or a boundary they're creating because they're looking out for you? Because there's a big difference. And until you have that conversation, I don't think you should be modifying shit. And don't laugh. I'm the type that'll laugh. Cause you know, oh, you would. Because you know when someone says something really crazy to you, like, I don't want you doing this. I'll be like, <laughs> why? Like, and then it's like, I don't want to answer your fucking question if you just laughed at me. So don't laugh. No, please don't that's laugh. That's my problem. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. I don't want to say that. So that's it for this week's hot button issue. Hopefully that helped somebody out there. I'm, I'm ready to be slaughtered by all the married. You're not married. You can't tell me what Shut to do. Shut your single ass up. <laughs> it always happens. I'm ready for y'all. All right, so let's jump into this week's wellness segment. Well, 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 well. <laughs> So you know that uh, even though by the time you guys are listening to this, it will be November 1st, but as we're recording this, it's still October 31st, and it's, you know, it was uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm. Yes, and Lone, my favorite deodorant company, who prides themselves on having healthy ingredients in their deodorant with no aluminum, so most of the fears having to do with deodorant and antiperspirants center around this active ingredient called aluminum. Now, aluminum-based compounds, which is what you'll find in pretty much every deodorant that isn't natural, is that it temporarily plugs the sweat ducts and prevents you from perspiring. Now, typically, when you read these studies, the tie-in and the link to breast cancer research and cancer research in general has to do with the effects that this aluminum ingredient has Mm. in your body once, yes, you're not sweaty, you're not wet. It did its job of temporarily... Plugging in the ducts, but, but you got aluminum foil in your pores. <laughs> Not aluminum foil. <laughs> in but your what? In your pores. <laughs> oh, I thought you said something. Else. Ooh, ooh. But what is that aluminum? <laughs> but what is that aluminum doing once it gets up in there right. to the rest Mm-mm. of your body? So that's what the biggest concern has been. But what I love about what Lone is doing is that they are trying to help fund research that will prove the links to breast cancer so that it's not just us being these hippy-dippy people that are saying, yeah, but I read this journal. You know, now it's like scientifically proven. Like we have uh, citations, scientific journals that will show you exactly what's happening to your body when aluminum temporarily plugs up your sweat. So I love that they created these pink hued bottles as their campaign which i love um and one dollar of your purchase they're actually going to extend it until november 5th so one dollar yeah you got a couple days one dollar of your purchase will go towards the fred hutchinson cancer research i can't even speak research center um, they said that they stood out in their focus on alternative subjects and breast cancer prevention and treatment since we all know cancer is a money industry, unfortunately. So it's hard to trust a lot of the research being done. There isn't a nearly enough lifestyle prevention being studied. Um, so what I love about this foundation, they were telling me, the women from Lone, is that they put a lot of money into the prevention and the cure of it and trying to find out how we can do that. So... FredHutch.org, if you want to check that out, just to kind of 
you know, get verification. I understand a lot of times people say, you know, one dollar of your purchase will go to proceeds. You know, the proceeds will go to cancer research. You're like, okay, but which org? Okay, Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> right, like I'm going to give money to an idea. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I think it's so cool that they're giving money to charity. Let me just buy that. Where is it going? Exactly. Right. Who ate it up? Like Senator Ford. Shout out to Senator Ford from Tennessee. <laughs> So I love that they were like, here's the org that the money's going towards. As you know, I've been using Loan for like five to six years now. I really love their deodorants because it's Dead Sea Salt, uh, cocoa butter, coconut oil, Hmm. different essential oils based on the fragrances that you get. Really, really incredible ingredients. They actually have new scents now that they dropped recently. A lavender one that I'm obsessed with. I don't like scented deodorant because I already wear so many scents and oils, and I don't like having like multiple scents on me. That part covered. Glass of the oils. (laughs) Yeah, like I I just think it's too much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they were like, "No, we think you love the lavender one." They sent it to me, and they also have a coconut lime one. And I'm like, "Yeah, lime in the coconut." So I'm telling you, when I smelled both of those scents, I hit them back like, okay, y'all got me. Because <laughs> y'all know I do not do scented fucking deodorant. <laughs> but it smells so earthy and really clean and natural. I think, you know, the ones you get in the stores, is like too sweet almost. They smell like car air fresheners. Them yes. tree air. Some deodorant be smelling like them tree air fresheners. And then if you the are tree. like... <laughs> <laughs> Black ice. And the thing is, if you are sweaty... And then have sweetness. It's a bad chemical reaction. Literally a toxic combination. Right. So I, (laughs) so I tried it, and I love that it's it's more herbal, if anything, and it just smells really natural in a nice way, not in a hippie way. Because I know I saw your face like herbal. I was like natural. Natural. (laughs) How natural are you talking? I ain't even going to do it. <laughs> I ain't going to do it. <laughs> so that's it for this week's wellness segment. Just wanted to put that out there. I've also received received a lot of messages from you guys being like, how do you spell loan? And it's L-O-N-E. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> com, And it's, it's yeah, Lone Deodorant, because they actually changed the website. It's com. And some of you are like, I tried it and it didn't work. And then when I asked you which one you tried, it wasn't the one I suggested. So you can't be mad at me. (laughs) It happens every time. Every time someone says, I stink. It was actually one of your friends. Latasha, is that her name? (laughs) She was like, I stink. This is the wrong one. Yeah, I'm like, okay. First of all, why are you tweeting me that? What am I supposed to do for you? (laughs) But... Well, Natasha, try again, girl. <laughs> but someone else, when I was asking them, okay, which one did you use? It's never the one I suggest. I'm like, why do y'all do that? Damn. But it's you have to try the bold line. Some of them say bold on them, and it's that bold that makes a difference because it's a stronger line. It's for black people, sweet. <laughs> the lighter ones are light so that's more so if you've already been using natural deodorants for a long time and your body's like already detoxed you know what i mean so your body kind of meshes with it a little right it responds to it a little bit with a little more ease mine won't (laughs) i tried long deodorant first of all i didn't stink no 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 but it's not an antiperspirant right and so for me being a guy and like acting is different for me right that there are people that that works for and again 
I didn't stink. <laughs> so, Thank you, Dustin. Shit. Like I said, try the bold lines. And then if you can, try the lavender. If it's a scent that you like, the coconut lime is actually really nice, too. So either one. It's just, like, did, can you taste a little bit? Of, it's like, <laughs> like, 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 I might want to lick just a little bit <laughs> off the cap. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, well, it is I natural. It ain't no aluminum. that I've tried. You know <laughs> I just wonder. Support for today's episode comes from Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes it easy to connect with an experienced, licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences, all for the fraction of the cost of traditional therapy. You can speak with your Talkspace therapist on the web, over the phone, even do a live video chat without traveling or worrying about your privacy. Pick the best plan that works for you. All Talkspace therapists are fully licensed, have at least a master's degree, and go through a rigorous screening process in addition to the thousands of hours of supervised professional training. Best of all, Talkspace is 100% confidential. You can remain completely anonymous if you want. Start therapy now with a therapist that understands how you live your life today. Match with your perfect therapist at Talkspace.com slash FriendZone. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code FRIENDZONE to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's code FRIENDZONE at Talkspace.com slash FRIENDZONE. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. And that's it. Now we can jump into Mr. Music. Man, what you got for us this week, Asante? Jeez Louise. <laughs> um, don't forget that you can email suggestions for any of the segments. And again, these are just suggestions that you can email uh, to the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. With that said, we once upon a time did Icebreakers Weekly, and it just seems like the icebreakers keep on a coming. Never um, funny. This week, the icebreaker was submitted in the emails by Brittany Collins. Uh, shout out to Brittany. I'm actually going to uh, remix her icebreaker. Her icebreaker is, name a song um, or your favorite song from the past and present and give it a visual. So it can be, hers was, name your favorite song um, that never had a visual. But even if it had a visual and you probably didn't see it or you feel like you could have done it better, give this jam, any jam of choice, a visual or a new visual, if you will. A nude visual. New. Oh, in, in, what was her name? N-E-W. Oh, new. New. Oh, new okay, vision. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you know. about to get really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you heard nude and turned that out. I was like, oh. Well, since I'm directing, <laughs> <laughs> lean left. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh my god! <sighs> one of the <laughs> one of the tracks she chose was Madonna by Drake. Okay, so she would have given that one a visual, but she, she didn't. Because Madonna's get in the car. Okay, right. And I bet you know because it's Drake, Madonna would be in the video somewhere. Okay, cool. That scene of her kissing him on stage. <laughs> oh yeah, and he when he like... threw up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> like who hasn't Madonna kissed? That was so embarrassing the way he reacted. Damn. I'd have melted. Right, she had on she had on L O A N deodorant. It wasn't L O N. So he kissed her, and she was musty. Drake was like, oh, hell no. That's old bitch that kissing him for that musty-ass shit. That's why he made that face. Okay, so I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Kiss It Better by Rihanna was such a missed moment for Mm. a visual. The song tells a story. Opportunity was there. I, too, 
<laughs> am a creative and may or may not have had an idea for concept. I believe that one of my all-time favorite songs, which is Take On Me by the group AHA, it came out in the 80s. <gasps> yes, the, take on me, take on me. So I love that song. That song was amazing. Anyway, um, that's one of my all-time favorite songs and all-time favorite visuals. And I would have Hell loved yeah. to have seen that story reinterpreted with her oh, for man. the video to kiss it better. It's I believe, and Rihanna has done some really great things in the video realm because We Found Love is one of my all-time favorite music love videos. Love that video. The, the story is just... Is you just feel the like you're one of them. Yes. We love it. Yes. <laughs> Sidebar, shout out to System of a Down because you just made me think about toxicity by them. No! How do you own the world? How do you own disorder? Disorder. I just anyway. love that we all have these tastes in music. So, but <laughs> yes, that would be my pick. What about you, Asante? Actually, <laughs> friend. Take no, it away. Let him go. Take it away. Anytime. Anytime. Okay, well, I have like a lot of random ass people, places, and things that I want wanted to say so this is going to be really awful that i'm even using this person uh chris brown has i'm tired of him doing like the michael jackson thing 45 new songs well we'll get there (laughs) okay um i'm tired of chris brown doing this like oh to michael jackson thing i guess it's dope you know michael jackson will use one of your greatest inspirations cool i feel like chris brown is missing um this really cool like alternative break and i wish he would do a video um, I wish he would have uh, Coldplay, Chris Martin, like, doing his videos. Um, do you remember the song? Like, back when he was doing, like, uh, Crawl and No Air, like, like that era? Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like he really could have used... more into the pop side of his brand. Right. Like, you remember he had that song, and it was, like, the Double Mint commercial or whatever, so he mm-hmm. was, like, crossing over and doing stuff for the white people. I feel like if he would have did, like, a really dope video for Crawl, and it would have been, like, him walking backwards and shit happening or something really dope going... It would have been like the like A one visual. Like I know we know Christopher as the dancer and the entertainer, and that's awesome. And that's dope. But he's he's always crooning on a goddamn track. We don't have like a really cool, cute like movie of him before he got all these tattoos and looked really crazy. Mm-hmm. Like just one of him as like a, a nice looking young man that's like been through some shit and his struggle and his story, and then you know like him breaking through that and him being like dad and stuff. So. I would like for Christopher Maurice to get with people like, you know who could direct one of his videos? Travis Scott. Travis Scott puts out really dope visuals he does. and videos. He does. I can't think of any Travis Scott videos. There's a video where, I think it's 90210, but I'm not sure, where he gets hit by the car at the end. Like, there's, like the whole video is kind of, um, it's not a slow motion, but it's kind of like muted for some parts. But he's like literally riding around the neighborhood. Like, girl arguing with him in the beginning. She gets out the car. He rolls up on a homie, gives him a ride somewhere. Like, just a bunch of shit going on in the hood, and then at the end, like, he gets hit by a car. But it's, like, his stu- his shit playing in the background, and it's kind of like, okay, like, I see the vision. It's a dope riding track, and it's some shit that you could get killed to, you know? And I'm sure there was a deeper meaning that I just didn't sit my lean and look into. But that is one of the many. Fran, what about you? Oh, this is hard. So hard. Mm. I just think there have been so many bomb visuals already. So what if you had to do the video for Eventually by Taylor Paula? What would you You know see? why I'm shook? Because that was... A, okay, I'm leaving. Uh, uh, when I, on my life, mm-hmm. that was the song I was about to say. Wow. But friend. I couldn't think of the... I was like, what would be the visual? And then I was torn between 
you just freaked me out. Of all songs, I know even though that's like our song, mm-hmm. but still. It's still very random. Very yeah. random. Um, it could, I was thinking between Eventually by Tame Impala or Maroon 5 when they first came out. I feel like they didn't really, I don't even really remember their visuals. I just remember Sunday morning. Like, I don't, re- I know exactly you what know you what mean. I mean. Like, I don't yeah. even remember this love, and that was like the hot one. Yeah, like this love, like, I, I give it, I would have given it a real New York City, <laughs> of course. I love New York City videos. You know who's like, love them. Like, Thick, back when Robin Thick was just thick, he has this video in New York City where he's riding just riding his the bike. bike yes. And I was like, this is a flop bike. Man. When his was hair was long. Yes. That's how you ride a bike. He did it to sock it to Corinne Bailey Ray. That's how he did He said, I'm going to show you how to ride a bike. Yes, Corinne. <laughs> so either that, or you know what? I'm going to go back with Tame Impala because I think eventually would fit it cuter. But I just picture... Someone heartbroken. Because how many times have you been heartbroken on the train? <laughs> like, let's be real here. How many times have you had to fight back tears on the two train? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think all of us have experienced that, being in, in public and going through, like, one of the worst breakups or just occurrences and relationships, and then you have to, like, keep this composure and posture, and you're trying so hard. And I think... Tame Impala's eventually song taps into that, even though it's more so from his perspective where he dumped her. But I think it would be cool for us to see her mm. dealing, with, dealing it. with it while he's singing about like, because he kind of is whatever about it. I mean, he's not being mean, but he's just kind of like, I'm over it. Like, like you'll out. get over it eventually. But I would love to see almost like the juxtaposition of him being over it and her not. Like her eventually. Right. Like what that's looking like. Yeah. And just. Seeing her trying to get ready in the morning with that heaviness on her and Mm. then, like, getting on the train with that heaviness on her. I'd see her as a waitress having to deal with people, like, yelling at her, the boss, or people being like, what is wrong with you today? And, like, not even knowing what she's going through and her just, like, on autopilot going through the motions. And then getting home at the end of the day and just, like, crashing into the couch you know, with the eventually, like, she's, like, eventually going to be better, but just not today. And then someone knocks on her door, and it's a fine nigga with some roses. <laughs> and then she turns around and at the camera and goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all would do this You know what I would love to see? <laughs> I just got to say This it. is what happens when men take the camera from okay, your video. Okay, fine. It's, it's it really can be a woman with left. roses in. No, I'm it's really about to go left because I would love to see... Lisa Ray's scene in that pink dress from the, from the Players Lisa Club Ray. set to the music of Eventually by Tam <laughs> And I know that you'll be going <laughs> So eventually Imagine Lisa Ray la, 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 la. <laughs> Somebody please internet gods Somebody please make a video capturing Lisa Ray's dance sequence oh, in that pink dress that Dre addressed so first Halloween set over the music to, ta- to eventually by Tame Impala. Please. Don't do that to my Jesus. <laughs> just for the video, I just want to see that because I feel like it could go. Can As a matter of fact, strippers, while we, on the, while we on it, go ahead. somebody dance to Tame Impala eventually because I think you could really work that song out. For Listen, real. got layers. Isn't Tame Impala coming out with a project with SZA? 
Oh, if they word? do, I am first in line. I will do that. Unless I totally dreamt that, just like I dreamt Love Jones being on ice. Baby. But I, really I wish thought... I could have seen <laughs> that dream. But I really me. thought that, and we clearly pulled her out of the woodworks because she came out... And onto the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Face first. No, but... I I think I heard Mark Mark Ronson, Tame and Paula and Scissor coming out of the project together. Wow, Damn. that's what I thought I heard. I could be wrong. I'll I'll look it up while you guys I continue. Love gold. The... Wouldn't that be cool? Hell yeah! I'm curious. Speaking of Mark and Scissor in the same sentence, shout out to a friend of the show. I think Mark on Twitter My who favorite. changed his name to Sizzy S Z Y, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I hate like Mark. Sissy, but Sissy S Z Y. That took me out. <laughs> oh yes, I'm right. Scissor discusses new album with Team Impala and Mark Ronson, and you can find that article on Pitchfork. Oh my God, John. I'm downloading it. I'm so it. curious when that's coming out. Very very cool. Yeah, so that's mine. That's my. That's a good. Okay. That's a great video. I'm into it. Now, can you think of any remakes and videos that were bad? A remake of one that was bad? Like, you know, when videos do these things where they have, like, a storyline of, like, a movie or, like, okay, so I'm going to give you my bad one. <laughs> when, hold on, it was Money Shower, and I le- I like the song. Oh. With Remy Ma and Fat Joe, because you just said the Players Club. I know Club. exactly what you're talking In Money about. Shower, they remade Players Club. <laughs> and it's the scene where... I don't think I saw it. You didn't miss nothing. <laughs> it was... It, it was what it was, but it could have been done differently, and that's all I'll say. So just go watch the Money Shower video to all the people listening. They played Remy. They did. <laughs> they played her because that song is the jam. It is. And she reenacts a scene from the Players Club where Ronnie is walking into the room telling everybody to assume. This. Just watch, just the, watch video. the video. <laughs> Remy's not an actress. She's no. not an actor. No. She's not an opening act. She, I don't even know what it is, but oh, she, no. she needs to just rap. And that's fine. Um, and that's I ain't it for the presents. Okay, <laughs> just rap, Remy, because that acting thing is not for every. Some items may be one size fits all, but sometimes you got to get an S, an M, an L, or an XL. You got to get what works oh, for you. Oh my gosh. And acting don't fit. So, so that is it for the icebreaker. Um, <laughs> this is the part where we can talk about the listens lately. What have you guys been listening to lately? A lot of people dropped this week, right? A lot of people dropped. I feel like it was a lot of new music. So I was listening to Majid Jordan. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like his new project. I think it's really cool. I've always been a fan, though. I've been a fan. It's two of them. I mm-hmm. think it's a duo, right? Yeah. Of their music. Right. Um, I fucked that up with Division. I always forget it's right? two of them, too. Right. I'm like, it's one person. Um, who else? I do like Motorsport. Hey. Yes. I was playing that for a minute, right? Um, Don has a new song Stopwatch. out called Stopwatch. Shout out to the homie, Jesse Boykins, who wrote it. Lit. When he texted me that, I was like, shut up. We were just talking about it. This is the second <laughs> time he does that to Two me. Two of my favorite people. You uh, know, Jesse's a Pisces like me. You, so, know, you know, I was so proud of him for that. Um, who else? I think that's it. Yeah, I started listening to the Ty Dolla Sign project mm-hmm. earlier today. New Didn't Ty really Dolla finish. Sign? <laughs> I always hear that when I, I always, say it. Every time I say his name, it's but I haven't, I haven't like sat with his album comment yet. Okay. I'll tell you next week. 
For Same me, with the Chris Brown. That Ty Dolla Sign is finger popping music. I'll be feeling like my daddy and my <laughs> uncles and them when I listen to Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> and his father actually was in a really popular group. Forgive me for not doing my research, but his father was a soul singer back in the day. Ty oh, Dolla shit. Sign, yeah. Um, and so. I love his new project. Like I said, it's finger snapping music for me. You know, <laughs> clean up around the house, get dressed, make you feel like you're the shit. It's good music to spray cologne on too, right? When you're at that stage of getting dressed, so right before you leave the house, you can put that on, and you know. So I like that. Um, I also K Camp's new project drive. Did you listen no, to that? No, I haven't listened yet. They got this it's song called list. '97. Shout out to my best friend Gary Lavard. As soon as I heard it, I Gary. said, "Damn, like." K-Camp 97. Love K-Camp. Um, what else have I been listening to? Um, uh, Big Crit dropped. Um, Willow Smith mm. dropped a new project. I didn't listen yet, but I'm going to. I just haven't had time. I think I'm going to need some time. Okay. I feel like Willow don't really make kind of the kind of music I can listen to like on my way to work. Right. I need to be like, at home sitting down where I can really think about it. Like, <laughs> You know what? With incense. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Right. I can watch so, Dishes to Willow Smith. Yeah, that's it. What about you, Asante? I'm sure there's more, but you know. 21 well. Savage and Offset. Ooh. And Metro Boomin. And they are going Without warning. Off. Yeah. And I, I started listening on the train right here, and I like it so far. It's the shit. Yes. That's my last one. Well, I have been listening to a lot of old school shit. Um, <laughs> Zapp and Rogers' Greatest Hits. Yes, Lord. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yes, Sick. I don't know why. I know why. Um, finish going. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually revisited, and this is before something came out about NERD, but I revisited the In Search Of albums and Fly or Die because I loved both of those albums when mm-hmm. I was younger. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, they're forever. Like, N.E.R.D. has always been the fucking shit, and I've never lost sight of that. And another thing was on the dude, that's on the Seeing Sounds album, which is right after um, Fly or Die, which has a whole nother meaning to me. Uh, I just really needed to revisit that era for some reason. Outside of that, I touched the new Ty Dolla Sign for a second, didn't finish it. You told us you loved the new Tyga. No, I did not. <laughs> you were like, Those words have no, never come. I'm sitting up here thinking. <laughs> You're like, did I? I'm think- I'm waiting. You said Ty. So I'm like, what Ty Dolla Sign song is she about to say I love? But you said Ty. You didn't like Bugatti Rock? Right. I don't even know what that is. Oh, okay. So you said. How many W's? Two. Oh, the fact that you. Oh, um, wow. t- um, the fact that you knew. Wow, we got two Tiger fans in here. Oh, this is so cute. Y'all are having such a good time. You said Tiger is so cute. <laughs> Y'all are thinking Tiger is so cute. That's so amazing. Um. Anyway, outside of that, Yo Gotti's new project dropped. I was listening Ooh, to that. Oh, so good. Um, I haven't listened yet. And I Brown Bag. Is that the name of that song? Yes. That is the jam. And I have not been able to make it through all 525,600 Chris Brown songs. I would do that at some <laughs> other junction in my life. And I've also been listening to Blondie. Mm. Now, this is a really... So you're in a retro mood. This is a really weird segue, and I really shouldn't say this. I was watching that show that will not be named on this show. And one of the women was talking about how Blondie was a rapper, and, you know, that whole thing came up. And on this show that we will not People name... People credit her for being the creator do. of hip-hop. Not the creator. <laughs> But I've seen it online. You could you could literally browse through Twitter. How many people think that? All I know is on this show, they were uh, one of the co-hosts was really making the point that Blondie, uh, she was able to bring hip hop to neighborhoods or places where hip hop was not really played enough to the for mainstream. Yeah. So for them, she just wanted you know to be credited as saying that you know she didn't say anything wrong by saying Blondie, uh, she helped with hip hop. 
So I just don't know why, but I was somewhere out listening, and I was like, oh, that's Blondie playing. And just because I like Blondie, I wanted to revisit and listen. But I thought that it was funny that that happened on the TV show because I don't want nobody commenting saying, you was watching that show. That and be show. like, that's why you said that. That was not the reason I said any of this. <laughs> so that was the reason for my listens lately. Uh, or that was the that was it for my listens lately. And um, I'm working on... The November playlist now, even though it is November already, but so much new shit came out, I didn't want to make a playlist and give y'all all of this other shit. I don't want to say old shit because everything is old after a week anyway. So I want to have some time to make November a little bit more special than what I've made uh, for October. If you're on Apple Music, I finished today re- adding everybody that requested to follow me from my playlist. So feel free to re-request me if you feel like you did not get approved. They all say approved on my end. I see a bunch of amazing, beautiful faces on Apple Music. Listen to the playlist. Tweet me who your favorite artists are. Um, Go ahead and put some money in the playlist pledge if you want. That's my weed fund. And make it amazing and make it fun. Outside of that, that is it for the Music Man segment. We can move on over to TV land. What you got for us, Dustin? Queen Sugar. I'm so Let's behind. talk about it. First of all, on Vi is not well. She's mm. dealing with some medical issues, um, and it is breaking her down. Mm. On Vi doesn't have children. She's been very, very hands-on with, and there are things being revealed about these characters and their lives. Ava is and, and team and co. are really diving deep this season with these characters and their backstories and their lives. We met Charlie's mother. We met Darla's parents. Um, who Darla's mom was played by Michael Michelle, who is also playing a really good role on Star right now, which is like my favorite show. I <laughs> bring me. Ooh, oh my don't make God. Don't get me started. Uh, the, uh, the doctor, she actually said that in her email. She was like, and shout out to y'all for I bring me. That so. is the jam. But anyway, um, back to <laughs> Queen. Shut So. Darla's parents came. We solved a lot of those mysteries. I love the way that the writers really, the portrayal of the relationship between addicted child and parents. You know what I mean? Like she had a problem with substance abuse. Her parents were then dealing with managing that relationship. We have been um, led to see things through Darla's perspective thus far. And so we, we knew that she was estranged from her parents. But in this last episode, we were able to see things from her mom's point of view, who said, because Darla started a conversation with her mom about how her parents weren't responsive to her her uh, moments of trying to reach out to them via phone, via letter writing, whatever. And so the mother was like, girl, I don't know what you're talking about because you're trying to act like you're the victim, but bitch, you was on that shit, first of all. And second of mm. all, you said you was clean how many times? Hundreds of times. So how are we supposed to know this time? You know what I'm saying? We've Yikes. been here for you, but like... This is not a situation where we wronged you. We're here now because we are trusting in you and what you're telling us, and we've always had this faith in you. Darla was kind of standoffish at first. And once her mother explained that to her, she softened right up. And their relate just seeing that dynamic was interesting. Then you got Ralph Angel. Ralph Angel is the type of television character that you have the highest of hopes for. Okay, I mean giraffe genitalia high, like the <laughs> highest of hopes. But they just always seem to let you back down to the floor. Ralph Angel is about to really go through it because it was revealed in this past episode that Darla has doubts about the paternity of their child. Oh, no. Who we've all been in love with. We love that little boy. His spirit is so kind and gentle. 
Um, oh, he's such man. a loving child. And Darla shared that with Ralph Angel. So Ralph Angel, Damn. who already loves to take advantage of every opportunity to put the victim shoes on. Oh, shit. Here we go again. You know, already. and I've been trying to avoid actually talking about Ralph Angel on the show because I hate to just, I just don't like putting that kind of stuff out there, even if it's about a fictional character. But Ralph Angel is very problematic. He is. So we'll move, we'll just move on because that's heartbreaking for me. <laughs> Nova then left Robert Dubois alone. Okay. And we all know that their relationship <laughs> the was so, no. He was the black guy. Oh, I missed this. Baby, he didn't come through. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was too much for Nova because she couldn't deny, like, this connection. And then she just ran into the white guy after her <laughs> split with him. The popo. So it's just so much going on. Um, let me think who else. Charlie's mother left. Charlie's mother came, rather, we found out that all of the things that we were led to believe about her mother's relationship with her father were not true. Her father actually did not cheat on his on Nova and Ralph Angel's mother to create Charlie. He, they had broken up because Nova and Ralph Angel's mother wanted to be a free spirit and fly the coop. She was tired of living in a, a marriage, and she wanted to explore the world, and so she hid it. And then he hid it to California and met Charlie's mother, and then he hid it, and then here comes Charlie. And so now there's a blended family. So now they're this blended family. Um, and so we're finding out so many different things and so many layers about these characters. As I've said, Ava and Cole have done an amazing job writing these characters. So you wanted me to talk about Queen Sugar. Queen Sucre. And I have. Really briefly, per my co-host Asante's prodding, <laughs> I will discuss Love and Hip Hop New York very briefly. Much more of the same. Why are Bianca's roots blind and the rest of her wig is like blue, but it starts in the middle of her head at the crown? Why was Yandy talking on a phone that wasn't even plugged in and people were able to zoom in and see that the phone was literally just sitting on the desk? No, come on. You heard it right. I'll show you receipts. Come on. Why was Yandy acting as if we would believe that she would hang up on Mandisi's to have a meaningless conversation with Remy Ma and who else was standing up there? Was that Bianca? Oh, yeah, it was Juju. Was it Juju? It was... Fuck, I don't remember who was in the scene. I it checked was out. Or, well, see what I mean? We don't I know exactly remember. what you mean. We, and we are people who watch with the Religiously, eye, okay? Yes. We watch for these these specific things and nuances in the show that we can talk about, sometimes talk trash, sometimes speak highly of. They didn't give us either one. And I feel like at this late in the game, this is like season 732 of Love <laughs> and Hip Hop New York. Right. It's just tired. I'm no longer thrilled by a different wig in every scene. I'm no longer <laughs> thrilled by um, these parties and these clubs that I have been to myself and have been full of people brimming, brimming, okay, yes. with people. And then there's 13 people in there when they shoot a scene at a quote-unquote industry party. I've never went out with anybody and said, we're going to a in- this supposed to be an industry party. No, it's a party that I'm at. You know what I mean? And there's other people here who work in my field. So the fact that they have people on this show who they want us to believe are credible working musicians who still refer to stuff as industry parties, and I thought this was an industry party, it's all a big fat lie. <laughs> so I just have been having a hard time connecting. <laughs> Is it the cast or the show as a whole? It's the cast. And mm-hmm. I blame the cast on the show as a whole. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Because yes. I feel like if the show would tighten it up, 
then and clean it up, then they would cast the show differently and bring people who are really interesting and not just wild and spontaneous. Mm. And there's a difference. So mm. that's all you I hit really that have to say about right that. on the about head. New York Sister Circle TV is still on. Um, I want to give a shout out to Quad Webb Lunsford for being patient with Ms. Kiana Quad. Dancy. Um, it's starting to show. You can see it. She cracking. You can see it. Quad is responding to certain things that she may have ignored over the first few weeks. But I do know that Quad respects this position that she's in on this talk show. And so she's not going to fall victim to her desire to slap the shit or <laughs> slap Kiana's teeth back together in the front. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Close that gap with overhanded slap in the mouth. I know she's going to ignore that and just Damn. make sure the show is good. Selena Johnson, Selena Johnson, excuse Selena. me for making her word, her name one syllable. Selena Johnson. I did it again. Selena. Selena, Selena. Johnson <laughs> is hilarious on the show. It's just good. TV's been good. Iyanla's back. She was giving these couples hell that were visiting her, trying to fix their relationships. One man was like 53. His wife was like 31 or something. And he was acting like he was surprised she don't want him no more. Well, first of all, she was 19, and you was on phase three of being grown when y'all met. So, like, <laughs> what you mean you surprised? Like, you ain't even got what it takes no more. Like, you're in slow motion now. She ready to press oh play. God. <laughs> on your ass. And that's what she told Iyanla. Like, everything Iyanla was guiding her to say. You know how Iyanla will pull it out of you, and sometimes people struggle with it. So Iyanla was like, are you, are, have you outgrown him? Yes, I've outgrown him. It was just coming. Like, instantly, <laughs> there was no moment of thought or no, you know, pondering of, you know, her positioning. She was tired of him, okay? I mean, <laughs> sleep apnea, tired. I mean, like... <laughs> Tired, okay, <laughs> narcolepsy. Tired. She was like tired of him. So that's just been good. That's all that's happening on TV land. I catch y'all next week with a little bit more love and hip slop. <laughs> <laughs> now Ooh. we move on to the segment where we see what you guys want to talk to us about. So Asante, what you got? What you got? What you got for us? <laughs> what week? you got? Okay. <laughs> what and, you got? What you got? <laughs> asking for a friend. As per usual, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. I cannot believe that three of you emailed asking for the email. Y'all all had to be playing. I just believe... Well, you know you're going to get trolled because you say it. <laughs> I just believe that I am being trolled, and I would just like to say that that was credit. really funny. So thank y'all for that joke. <laughs> um, outside of that, I have to stop scrolling by these police on my sex toy stories and find oh? the question. Sorry, you know, for the beginning, it was a lot of that, um, the embarrassing moments. Oh, got you. Yes. All right, so the subject for this email is no more positivity. Next. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck now. you for sending it. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> they need it. We trying to give it to them. All right. Hi, friends. I'm a 26-year-old high school teacher. Hi. Hey, you say hi back. No, I don't say that. Um... <laughs> I'm a 26-year-old high school teacher. Before teaching, I worked with nonprofit and community organizations. When I graduated college, I was the epitome of an idealist, optimist, etc. Uh-oh. But these last few years doing the work that I do has drained all of the positivity out of me. I just don't care about anything anymore. Shit. I even started eating some meat again after over 10 years of being vegetarian because I don't see the point in it. Wow. But I knew it was really bad when I realized I no longer value life in general. I'm feeling so negative, and I don't feel like myself anymore. I don't know what to do to get back to the mindset that I used to have. 
I try to do creative things to de-stress and spend quality time with my husband, but it's hard to find the time. This probably isn't easy, but any thoughts on ways to stay positive besides listening to your podcast? Ha ha ha. Thank you for your suggestions. You know what? You just got to look for bright spots in life wherever you can find them. When you are feeling like everything, and these are things that, this is serious, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're feeling like everything is bad, you have to think about what your life was like before whatever happened to get you to that point. And that's your proof that you can be happy. And you have to remember that and then seek out moments to find happiness through your day, even if it's hour by hour or half hour by half hour, whatever you have to do. Seek out moments that make you happy and make you smile and do it as often and as frequently as you can so that you can start a pattern of like happiness and happy moments to distract you from all these other things that you find that make you sad. Mm. That's it. Like I Like you just, you have to... When you are capable, you have to seek out those opportunities to kind of make sure that you're staying in a positive space. It's so easy to get burdened down by the things that are hard, challenging, unfair, unjust, untimely, all that stuff. It's so easy to get sucked into that vortex. And it's it's essential that you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, and find moments in your day to restore your happiness. That's all I can say. I don't know I don't know what else to tell you to make you not have those feelings, but I can suggest to do that, to try to have a few better ones when you can. Amen. I mean, I think first the first thing I would say is that you're not alone in feeling that. I think especially now, I don't know if you guys would agree, but it's a, it's an exhausting time. Yes. You know, between the conversations people are having politically, the effects on the job market, which trickles down to the home, which trickles down to stress levels, which trickles down to how we interact with each other in the home. It's just, it's all connected. And I think a lot of us are just exhausted. So it's very easy to be disenchanted and kind of feel hopeless because you don't know how to fix it a lot of the times. But what I would say, just uh, and this is me speaking from experience from when I've felt rock bottom and how do you pull up from that, is to really, because I don't think this is coming from nowhere. I think sometimes we are on autopilot and it's easy for us to think that we are just like numb to life. But you, I'm sure you know what is making you feel this way. And if maybe you've been numb so long that you've kind of like blurred yourself from what's making you feel that way. But the only way to really get through it is to acknowledge it first. Like you have to face something to be able to change it. And so I would suggest, you know, we mentioned talk space. If maybe you don't feel comfortable going in somewhere. But it's really helpful to, if you can't deconstruct those emotions on your own. Like, for me, that's why I always bring up journaling. Like, whenever I start feeling overwhelmed, I have to write down everything that's bothering me. Like, I literally close my eyes and I start thinking of it as a fishbowl and grabbing each fish. Like, okay, this is the issue with my mom. I'm worried about this bill that I can't afford. This credit card is stressing me out. You know, like, start writing them down. Because when you write down all those things, you see them and you can create a plan of action. Yes. Like a real plan of action instead of just sitting and letting it just like eat away at you for years and months. 
And if it's beyond your scope of fixing, where it's not just a bill or just a conversation with your mom, then that's when you have a professional come in who can help you create a plan of action that brings it into your scope of understanding so that you can be like, ah, okay, this is what I can do to fix this. But like, like I said, you won't be able to change it until you face it. So hopefully that made sense. The only way out is through. Amen. <laughs> um, I totally agree with Fran. Like, there's nothing wrong with getting help. Um, I would say if you aren't comfortable enough to start with Talkspace and you feel like maybe this is something new that you want to explore, you're a high school teacher, maybe try to make friends with the guidance counselor and be like, girl, you know, what kind of degree you got? Can you listen to me for a little bit or try to work something out on that end? But I think because you're a teacher and because you're young and you've been living life so fast, you probably um, you probably were numb to a lot of stuff, like Fran was saying. Like, um, I don't know your life or your story, so this is just what I'm pulling from what you sent. You might have been numb for a very long time for some stuff, and you might have to deal with it now. Or you might be getting triggered by shit you see in every day at school. You might, like, I just need you to sit down, remember why you became a teacher. If becoming a teacher was never part of it, I need you to remind yourself what your end goal is and how to get back to that. Um, I think, you know, being at school and watching these kids pass you by every day, they're living life, so it might have put you in a place. But if that's not the case, you just need to figure it out with someone. And I, I, I only say that because the more time you spend by yourself trying to figure it out, the crazier you might drive yourself trying to figure it out. And I don't feel like you should have, you should feel any shame in experiencing any of these thoughts or even going down this road. I just feel like you need to um, get back to your happy and figure out what that looks like. Because, you know, people that are generally positive, there are going to be times where we're not positive. And that doesn't mean that something's wrong with you or there's something wrong with your life or you're broken. You might be making something out of nothing when, while doing that. But if that's not the case... Uh, I feel like mapping it out with someone or, like Fran said, writing it all down will just give you a better sense of who you are, what's going on, and, you know, help you figure out what you need to do to get to that next step. And see if that school is draining you out of your life force. Because my one of my best friends who I've mentioned on the show before that she's a principal, she was telling me this week that she swears she has, like, PTSD from the job. And it's, and it's a really tricky thing because like working with children is so rewarding but you have to acknowledge when it's like killing you as well because she's so overwhelmed between like administrative issues dealing with kids parents which is like a whole other level then the kids themselves and then she's in a school where they're sending it's like a charter school so they're sending all the like quote unquote badass kids from all the other schools to her school. Mm. So she has a school full of kids that are having problems functioning in the classroom setting. And then she has to deal with that stress and then come home and try to be a mom and a wife. You know, so be aware of, of where you're overextending yourself or where like a career might not be helping you thrive as a person. Like, as a human. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. My best friend's a freaking principal. She's busted her ass to get here, but she also acknowledges that she does not feel good. Bottom line. She's like, I need out. Like, I got to get out. And it's a very hard realization because you you put so many years into these degrees and into getting these positions. But Mm -hmm. bottom line is if it doesn't feel good, it doesn't feel good. So maybe that's something you need to look look into. Doesn't mean quit. Right. And just start thinking of other careers or positions that would make maybe, you know, fuel you in a different direction. Yeah, new energy. Get back new to energy. the vision. Yeah, so 
Hopefully we helped in some right, way. God bless you, baby. Let right. us know what's going yeah, on. You know, hit us up again. You a teacher? You working with the kids? You doing something? You know, really amazing and awesome. But you it's are very still rewarding, a person. But it's also exhausting. My right. mom was a teacher for twenty five years. You are exhausting. still a person, so you still need to take care of yourself. So I still want to make sure that that's what's happening and that's what you're doing. Yeah. Now let's jump into this week's black business highlight. What you got for us? All right. So for those into dressing and clothing and things of that nature, I wanted to feature the Harlem Haberdashery. (laughs) Now, Harlem Haberdashery is a clothing store, but it's home to 5001 Flavors, which is, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, no, 5001 Flavors. Sorry, the screen just got really crazy all of a sudden. And um, basically, um, Diddy worked with them back in the day and was responsible for getting looks out on, like, Biggie. And Diddy himself wore some of the clothes. So dope. Um, it, it's owned by a couple, Guy and Shay Wood. And they've been di- designing clothes together for more than 20 years. So they're clothing designers. They got their own shop. And it's really, really dope if you're looking to get dressed for an event or if you just really want some black people that can, like, design you something and tailor you something this is for the person that is not running to the H&M or the Zara for their latest outfit, or they're going to Zara for that tux, and they need it tailored and to look right with someone else. I hear that. Harlem Haberdashery can make you look A1, and they have worked with some of your faves. Uh, like I said, Diddy, Biggie, Rick Ross, they've been featured in Black Enterprise. Um, it's, you know, black people just out here doing the thing. So I feel like... Uh, with it being a physical business, a brick and mortar as well, it's dope to just be able to walk into a place and be like, black people made these clothes and they put everything on these racks and yeah, they're going to help me look my best. Yes. So absolutely. So go check them out right here in Harlem. Um, the address is 245 Lenox between 122nd and 123rd Street. Hey. So go check out Harlem Haberdashery and tell them the friend zone sent you. Dope. That's it for us this week. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? Not that I can talk about today. <laughs> but we'll see y'all in Dallas. Can't wait. Dirty Dallas. Yay. November 4th. Friendzonelive.com. Anything for you? That's it right now. You know, I'm just out here brewing and stewing. Got some things going, but I can't talk about any of them yet. Y'all kill me with these smirks. I was um, thinking about it. It's like the date's not right yet. Right. What about you, Fran? Um, yeah, nothing I can talk about yet. Just different projects. <laughs> and then you gonna funny. do it. And then you gonna do it. <laughs> I didn't even mean to say it. It just like, came out. Um, but, of course, I will see you guys in Dallas on Saturday, and <laughs> yes. then I'll see you in Seattle the next week. So. Yeah, Seattle, baby. A lot of I'm a worldwide woman. <laughs> I just got mad all over again. What? Because Mary Mary got a song called Seattle, and it's one of the prettiest songs I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. Your favorite. <sighs> but I hope you have a wonderful trip in Seattle, <laughs> Thank you, I will. It's going to be amazing. So that's it for yeah. us. <laughs> Go ahead. Not even start. Go ahead. <laughs> he was wound up. <laughs> We love you guys. Thank you for listening. And as always, we will catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.